Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. It's Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 216, How to Shift Your Reality and Manifest Through New Perspectives Without Sabotaging Your Success. And I have the fantastic Trish Rock here. How are you, Trish? Hey, Darren. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Lovely to have you on the show, Trish. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here and I'm looking forward to a beautiful organic conversation. We'll have some fun. (laughs) Absolutely. This topic is always close to my heart. I love this kind of stuff. And I have a bit of an interest in the metaphysical world and the spiritual world. So I'm sure we're going to touch on a bit of that as well. Yes, perfect. (laughs) For everyone, Trish Rock has a passion for inspiring and helping people see their magnificence and find more peace in every aspect of their being, mind, and energy through new perspectives. She's a peace coach, psychic, mentor, and best-selling author. Her new book, The Peace Process, Tools to Align and Prosper, takes you on a journey of remembrance to your innate greatness and genius, exploring parallel realities, and becoming all you desire without the old sabotaging patterns stopping your success. Trish has been changing lives for over 40 years and is dedicated to helping millions of people across the planet to see their potential and possibility and live their best life. Well, welcome again, Trish. Yay, thank you. (laughs) So Trish, why don't we jump in and I'd like to hear more about how you got into this whole world that you specialize in and why you love it so much. Yeah, so... I knew that I wanted to help people. I've always helped people and I've always had this gift of being able to show someone a different perspective. And it's not just, oh, let's think more positively, right? It's not just let's see the other side of things. It's really understanding that there is another story to what we're saying and to really show people. And I guess that also shows people the possibilities for them yeah so i've kind of had an innate gift to see the possibilities as well the bigger possibilities for people and that's what i really love doing it it just brings me so much joy to sit down with someone for a few moments and they be like oh this is really heavy and i go oh but what about this and they go oh and they walk off a bit lighter right it just brings me so much joy to do that so that started um noticeably when i was about 17. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought everybody could do it, right? I just thought, oh, everyone knows how to do this. Like, no, they don't. (laughs) So that really helped in that business that I was in at the time because people loved coming in and they had a great experience. I didn't really know why they felt better, but they always felt better when they left. So they wanted to come back in and feel better again. And so for the last decade, I've been working on myself and bringing new perspectives into my own life because I really had a big lack and scarcity mindset and even though I could um, really show other people different perspectives and show them their greater potential I couldn't see mine and I think this is the same in every trade Mm. right I was married to a painter once and our house was never painted right Right? Mm. I think it's the same in every trade whatever it is if you marry a masseuse she'll never give you a massage if you marry a chef they'll never cook No. (laughs) So whatever it is we're teaching or bringing to the world, you know, that's a big lesson for us as well. We're also the student. And so I did spend a lot lot of time and, um, uh, and energy and money over the last decade really delving into why I've got all those beliefs. And and it was interesting, actually, because I did have a, a coach in the early um, stages of that who really saw a greater potential in me and it just scared me I'm like whoa no <laughs> and now I can see it but at the time it really scared me and and now when I'm working with people I'm very mindful of that because I don't want to scare them with what I see yep. I want to give them 
and insight into what's possible, but to the level they can take it. They can handle yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've really been feeling into that. And uh, so with, with that personal development um, and me seeing my own potential, it's really just become a little bit more refined in how I help people, uh, the processes I have. And I really just teach what has worked for me. Amazing. And I try to tune in to whoever I'm working with to, to allow them to be able to receive whatever it is that I'm right. helping them with. Cause that was one of my big problems in the beginning. Yep. I, I was getting fantastic help, but I couldn't receive any of it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So. What's that great? So there's a great uh, phrase. I think it says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's all different degrees of how I help people too. Sometimes it's just something I pop up on social media that really inspires them to like themselves a bit better that day. And that creates a ripple effect. Sometimes it's just planting a little spark in them. Yeah. And they go, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe life could be different for me. And then maybe they don't do anything for three years. And, and to, but, you know, there's a little spark growing within them. Yeah. And then there are other people who are absolutely ready and they're like, I'm done. I'm done. Help me. <laughs> really good point. Right? You have, they, the, the person that you're talking to and the person that you're helping has to have self-awareness, but you also have to have self-awareness in how you deliver and gauge what they can handle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's from, that's something I learned as well, because I couldn't handle my greatest potential when it was told to me. And I really backed off and stayed small for longer than I should have. So I'm very careful with that because I don't, I, I want to inspire people, but I don't want to scare them. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to know more about, you know, as a psychic, what does that mean? When did you start realizing that you had this connection? Well, once again, I think that's something I've always had since I was 17, but I'll tell you when it became very clear yeah. <laughs> was in 2008 yeah. and I was sitting there working away. I used to have nail salons and yeah. I was in my own salon and working away and this client was in and she said, oh, I um, I went to a psychic last week. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> This is what they said. And it was everything that I had said three weeks ago, the previous um, appointment. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> never, listened, um, never listened to you three weeks ago. No, because she was there to have her nails done, not to have a psychic appointment. Right. So it wasn't important information, if, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. But, but when she actually went to a psychic and got the information, it was like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Oh, right. Okay. So I kind of made that decision then that, yeah, I, I'm going to change industries here because what I really love doing is helping people with those messages that come in um, and inspiring them to live a better life. And even though I'm good at this trade, it doesn't mean I keep up, have to keep doing it. So that's really when I made the decision. And then in 2009, I just left and changed my whole life. But yeah, it was that appointment. And that's when I realized what I was doing but once again i thought it, everyone could do it i just sort of came naturally to everybody but it, it doesn't and how how does it come to you is it in a form of an aura is it a form of how does it actually come to you um yeah in different ways i've got a lot of clear cognizance so i've got a lot of knowing mm -hmm. now that has taken me a while to trust because when you first start saying things that you know there's also another side of you we've been taught in society that you have to prove how you know that. Right. Okay, you know that, but how to prove how you know that. Right. And so I, I I didn't speak out a lot, uh, but I, I trust that now and I do know things. I don't know how I know things, but I, I, I'm willing to speak them now. Yeah. yeah, so I've got that. I also have a team of guides, which are... I've only, I mean, they've always been there, but I've only in the last probably year and a half realized, really seen them properly. So it's a team of eight light beings that I've got that really just relay messages to me in, in my head. It's like a, it's not like they're, I can't hear them talking. It's like all of a sudden I remember something to say, if that makes sense. It's like a little implant in my head. 
And then also when I'm talking with people, if I'm helping them with something, I might get messages from, I feel it's from their higher self to my higher self. I kind of get this communication and sometimes their guides or loved ones come in as well. So it's a bit of a mixture as to what happens, but the, the strongest is just my clear cognizance of what, of just knowing. Yeah. Um, so someone will come in with a problem and then I automatically know what the actual problem is because <laughs> it's, it's never the problem. <laughs> the problem's never the problem. So that yeah. comes really easily to me. And then I get these messages coming in that, really nail things on the head and if somebody really needs a message or if that loved one or guide really needs to deliver the message to that person that will definitely come in as well so it doesn't happen all the time um so i don't call myself a medium but if it's if it's required it happens so yeah (laughs) i love all that stuff yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And I think, you know, I think I can get this clear picture of people's potential and their, you know, I can just look at someone and, and, and it just, I can see this movie playing out of them. That, wow, well, this is what you're capable of. But as I said, I've had to learn how to deliver that because not everybody's ready to hear their greatest potential. Some people are, and that's exciting. (laughs) Um, Other people just need to know that there's a chance that life could be different, and that's fine as well. Yeah. Perfect. And that's a perfect place because I was going to ask you as my next question is, what do you mean by a parallel reality? Reality, yes. Well, this came about because I started writing my book in 2014, and it was really about my the journey of really understanding who I am, who we are outside of this human body, yep. because I was in such blame and at lack and scarcity. Uh, I blamed everybody in the whole environment for my unhappiness, right? So I was just in such blame. So it was kind of journaling my personal experience of, of understanding who I really am and how this humanness is really just such a small part of who we really are. So I started doing that. And then a, a couple of years ago, you know, I had just done so much personal work and I still felt like I was in lack because life wasn't changing for me. I was here. What I wanted was over there. And it was always, I was always reaching. And I'm like, this, I'm just still in lack. I'm yeah. still in lack here. So I did have a little bit of a meltdown one night. And um, as you do, you just call out to spirit and like, come on. <laughs> I'm done. Help me. Help me bring something in. So overnight that night, I did bring in these five steps. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. What's come to me overnight? I'm going to try it. And step one was going to another reality and actually experiencing the life that I want. And I thought, okay, well, I've done this before. Just imagine. But it was more than that because I wasn't just imagining it. Um, what was happening before was I was imagining who I could be, but I didn't believe it was possible for me. So this went a step further and I actually went to a reality where I was living this life I wanted, Um, but I, I became me. So I went a little bit deeper than just imagining and I really felt who I was. I, I, I felt what I was saying, what I was thinking, all the rest of it. And so then when I came back from that, I actually believed it was possible. And then the other steps are about forgiveness, connection, self-sabotage, those kind of things, which I used to do first. And that's why nothing was working because I was trying to change my environment. I was trying to get rid of my fears, get rid of my self-sabotage, all the rest of it, but still I was in lack and didn't believe I could be where I wanted to be so so this is kind of flipped and and step one is actually going to another reality now as far as parallel realities go I believe that every moment of now is happening now across all time and space so from that point of view it's not about going into past lives or reincarnations or anything like that it's actually tuning into your soul who the, your spirit, your energy, 
that's living all these other lives. Oh, wow. I remember um, listening to a channel a few years back and she was channeling Michael Jackson. Right. And she said, she asked him a question about, um, you know, are you are you alive in another body at the moment somewhere, something to that effect. And the answer was, we've all got thousands of lives all at once. We're everywhere all at once. And I thought, that was it just really rang true for me. And I thought, yeah, I love that. that's true. So it's all those different parts of ourselves that we want to experience. We're doing it all at once in this moment now. That's my belief. We just have, to, so have, to, we have to choose which one we want to live. Yeah, yeah. And so from that point of view, yeah, you can tune into any of those personas that are living that life and bring those parts of those personas back here. So in my book, I explain that we are a personality here, but we've all got different personas. So, um, you know, my beliefs brought me that persona of feeling lack and rejection. But when I went to the reality where I didn't have that persona, where I had a persona of abundance and acceptance, then I could feel what that was like. And then I was able to bring that persona, those elements back here now. And because I believed it was possible, I was able to then change those beliefs really quickly and those fears. And um, and you can do that for, for anything that you want to change in your life. And the other thing I want to say is that back in 2009, when I felt like my life was just totally shit I just wanted to change everything like I threw it all in the bucket my whole life sucks (laughs) but the truth was that my life didn't all suck it was just a few elements and so that's the first thing I like to work with people with what actually is it that you want to change yeah yeah do you well I want to change my relationship what do you want to change about it Mm -hmm. do you you know what exactly do you want to change Oh, well, I want this. But what about that do you want? And it has to be really clear because you're actually... And why do you want to change it? And why do you want to change it? Yeah. And um, so for me, I wanted to change the lack. That was my first thing. But, you know, going to a a parallel reality where I was um, just wealthy wasn't going to change my lack persona if that makes sense. So I had to really, I had to really get clear, like, well, I need, I'd like an abundance energy here, not a lack energy. So I went to the reality where I was living that abundance energy. And then from there, I did the process three or four more times on lack, on wealth, on money management, on, you know, different things to move me forward. But if I had have started with, I just want to be rich, then it wouldn't have worked because it was all in one big bucket. So it's really good to get clear. And I was very frustrated over my time of self-development of trying to change a big picture when all my little personas were still nagging me to, to stay the same and it was impossible to change the big picture so so that's what it has, has helped me to do and some things are really easy you know if you don't have a lot of stories attached to something you can change it really fast but if you've got if you're experiencing the same relationship over and over and over there's obviously more than one thing here that is creating that so it's really good to get clear go to that parallel reality where you're feeling nurtured yep. okay. feel how that feels know that it's possible for you bring that persona back i want to explore that the- i want to explore that actually for a second because like a lot of yeah. people talk about you know visualization techniques and all that type of stuff right and yeah. a lot of people say a lot of mindset coaches and whatnot say it's not enough just to start to think of yourself winning something or achieving something you have to think of how you would feel after you've actually achieved it and then it's taking that much further but how do you help people access their parallel universe is it through meditation is it through hypnosis how do you do it 
Yeah, yeah. So we go into a little bit. Well, first of all, we get clear. We get clear. What is it this time in this round? What is it you want to change? So that's the first thing. I just really get clear. I use all of my different gifts to, you know, okay, well, maybe it's this that needs to be changed first because that's going to set off a really great chain reaction, right? So so I get to the cause, not the effect, yep. and then the, then we're clear on that. Then we go and I take them into um, kind of a meditation um, state and um, just into their imagination and then it's kind of like a bit of virtual reality, I guess. Like, okay, well, once you're in there, how are you feeling? What are you saying? What's happening? Who's around you? How are you walking? Are you standing tall? Are you breathing differently? You know, yeah. you really get into the fine details of it. And then we come back. And this is a really important part in process number one, in step number one. I get them to write out 20 statements and everyone listening can do this as well. And the 20 statements are about how they they feel with that persona. So, you know, it's, um, and I get them to name it. So my first round, I went from lack Trish to abundant Trish. So abundant Trish was my name um so it could be confident someone significant someone lovable valuable whatever it is for you that you're doing that time entrepreneurial podcaster right? <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> and those 20 statements start with that and then you write a fact about the experience you just had in the other reality abundant trish expects the best Abundant Trish has great energy. Abundant Trish knows that the flow happens. Yep. You know, Abundant Trish has beautiful people around her. Whatever you experienced in that reality, um, you come back and you write those 20 statements. Mm -hmm. And I make it 20 because 10 is easy. Yeah, 20 is hard. Wow. Once you get to 10, it's like, oh. And it's really, hard enough, but 20, that's really tough. I know, right? So it has to be 20. And um, and then um, you can either just say them, read them twice a day, or what a lot of my clients do is record them just yeah. on voice memo. Yep. Some of them put music to it and they just listen over and over. Yep. And what it's doing is reinforcing who you are. Yeah, this is like active programming. Yes, it's reinforcing who you are from that parallel reality. Okay. And after a few weeks, depending once again how deep the belief is, but after a few weeks, some of mine's only been a few days, but after a few weeks, you just start acting like that anyway. You, it, it, it's what comes out of your mouth. It's what comes out of your mind. And so it is a programming. The diff, I guess the difference with it is that it's not a programming that you're forcing yourself to believe you went to the parallel reality and you experienced it so it is you know it's possible that's right okay. i remember years and years ago i started doing affirmations and i was i was walking this day and my affirmation was i am valuable and let me tell you back in 2014 i didn't think i was valuable at all i cried for two kilometers I am valuable. I'm crying, <laughs> crying. Yeah. I'm forcing myself to say it. I am valuable, and I didn't believe it at yeah. all. Not enough. It's to... too. It's too empty. It's not. It's not based on anything. It's just. It was up nothing from nowhere and just believing it. I know, and I've got the little gremlins inside me going, "No, you're not. Yeah. I am valuable. No, you're not." And I just cried for two kilometers, and I thought there's got to be a different way. So. It's kind of based on my philosophy that you have to believe your affirmation. You have to believe that it's true for you. And by going to a reality and actually experiencing from the point of view that that is you living another reality, you can believe that it's true. And um, and those, so those affirmations are not really affirmations. They're statements of fact about who you are. Yep. Um, and so that really makes the difference. And then the other steps that follow become a bit more easy when you really believe that about yourself because you're 
you you don't want to hang on to any of those old beliefs anymore. Like, you know, my old belief of rejection. Well, uh, you know, when I when I went through the process and did some other work around my value, then I know now that if there is rejection, it's nothing to do with my value. That's right. Right. Yeah, so, not yours. Yeah, or they're rejecting something, but something, yeah, not my worth. That's right. Yeah, and so, so you can really start to let go of some of those old stories. I like it. And that's when things change, and that's when things change in here, which you then start to see on the outside. Yeah. Which is the difference I found. Put the imagining first. Because if you try to change everything around you first, it just won't work because it makes it's perfect sense. You've got to taste yeah. you've got to taste and feel what the alternative is to then be able to strive for it. Otherwise Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, when I when I went through that process the first time after a few weeks, I was I'd be sitting here looking at my house thinking, Okay, there's an energy of lack here, right? And so it was just a natural kind of progress. It wasn't a deliberate, I need to make my house look abundant. It was just a natural kind of, wow, that feels a bit off there. Yeah. It doesn't match my energy anymore. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And, you know, that is, and that makes the flow so much nicer rather than I'm here, what I want's there, always reaching. It just kind of. It just kind of evolves into this beautiful flow of things changing around you and all of a sudden an opportunity will come in or someone will show up or yep. something will change and you'll go, wow, oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose when more of these positive things start happening, you start to believe it even further and then you continue to change. It's like a, a rolling snowball. It is. It, absolutely a snowball, um, but it's not as hard to get started as as what I used to experience. So, so with the parallel realities, yeah, and and I kind of feel, you know, the other side of that is that all of the personalities that I'm experiencing this life as are also doing the work. <laughs> yeah, true or not. <laughs> And so sometimes I think if I wake up one day and I feel different, I'm like, oh, someone's done some work. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so I just kind of feel it, it, we're we're all we're all an energy from the same ocean. Yep. But then the drop of energy that I am in that ocean is also the same energy across many realities and experiencing all sorts of different things yeah. and from that point of view it makes it it makes it easier well it has made it easier for me to believe that something is possible for me yeah so I guess the work I do just really helps people like myself who've who've had a hard time believing that it's even possible for them and this just shows that, that it's possible. And once you believe something is possible for you, then you take the actions, you shift towards that. You can also then lose some of the fears around what people will think. Definitely. Uh, because, you know, that's another big thing that keeps people small, Absolutely. right? Yeah, I believe I can do that. But I also believe that everyone in my family will hate me if I do. <laughs> so they choose they choose not to be hated, right? Yeah. So I think when you can actually see the bigger potential and you can live it through that imagined parallel reality exercise, you can kind of understand that it might be something within you that really is calling and that's going to become more important and valuable to you than what other people think. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. And not so to... Not to make this uh, simplify this too much, but for people <laughs> out there that might be a little bit skeptical, this is really just advanced visualization techniques. Really, it really is. It really is, and it's going a little bit further than just imagining. Yeah. It's it's really getting in there and feeling it, yeah. and then coming back and writing it down and continuing to reinforce That's what you've just experienced. Yeah. 
because just doing that will reprogram you a little bit. Yeah, when you sit down and write 20 uh, things to describe how you just felt, that is already an incredible active process that allows you to feel the change. It's a lot. It's a lot. There was something even bigger I did many years ago that your um, viewers might like to do. <laughs> Okay. I I was doing some course somewhere and they said, write down a hundred things that you're proud of in your life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I can do that. <laughs> I get to 20 and I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's very difficult, but okay. it's a really beautiful exercise to do. Write down a hundred things that you're proud of in your life and you start really getting into the nitty gritty. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm really proud that I just got out of bed today. <laughs> Start exploring yourself much exactly. more and understanding yourself. And half the time, human beings are so busy and we afraid yeah. to delve inwards that we never do this. Absolutely. So and that's why I went for 20 instead of just 10 or 5 because that exercise pushed me over the limit and really got me a bit deeper. And I thought this, yeah, I need to go deeper with this. If If, if people can write down 20, or when I'm doing it, I've done it quite a lot of times. So if you write down 20, then it really forces you to take notice of everything when you're in that imagining state. It forces you to take notice of how you're feeling. What are you thinking? What are you saying? How are pe people looking at you? How are people treating you? Yeah. Not just the imagining of, oh, this feels nice, yeah, right? Much more you have to go a bit deeper if you're going to get 20 statements. And by going a little bit deeper, you really can see that some of those things are possible for you because when you don't believe it, it's like, yeah, you know, I really want to feel more abundant, but I don't believe I deserve it. Or I want to have a better relationship, but I don't. I don't believe that I'm lovable mm -hmm. or, you know, I want to, I want to be heard, but I don't believe I'm significant enough to be heard. Right. When you go into those situations and you have to really look at it, 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 it allows you to get those 20 statements and, and you come back and you go, well, maybe my, what I used to think isn't true. <laughs> I mean, telling myself the right story. Yeah. yeah, maybe that is the wrong story. Or it's been the right story up to now, but I can change that. So, um, and anyone who hasn't felt significant or worthy or loved or anything like that, it gives them the opportunity to really experience it because magic happens when you're, when you go past the imagining, you really start to feel like you are in another life living that and magic happens and oh that's the first time I've ever felt significant now I know how it feels now I can bring that back to this lifetime and I know what to do exactly. right so um, so that's been the difference for me in many ways because I didn't know what it felt like mm -hmm. to be this 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 or this yeah. I could only imagine it but once I got past the imagining and really felt that I was in that reality, I'm like, right, now I know how it feels. And now I can bring all those things back here and I can become it. Yeah. I can change those personas within me that have been holding me in scarcity and lack. And I can change those personas. Some of them, I have to say too, Darren, are not just from this lifetime. We carry a lot of stuff across all so many lifetimes yep yep right and uh, i just kind of feel every experience that we have here we're here for a purpose we're here to we're here to shift something or to learn something and usually it's just to get closer to love and yeah i i, I just and a lot of it is repeated stuff over the years and i think i think a lot of my scarcity is very repeated and also came from my parents and you know it's kind of been my experience this time to maybe stop that generationally and so i've done the work on it next life it might be something else absolutely <laughs> i come back as a, come back as a cat yeah. 
<laughs> learn how to be learn how to be pampered and sleep yeah. all day. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, Trish. And I want to expand a little bit more on your five-step peace process. So we've kind yep. of touched on the first one a lot, the parallel reality, but tell us more about how the rest fits in. Absolutely. And so here's my book here. It is well. the peace Let's process by Trish yep. So step one is step one is the um parallel realities. Yes. Yeah? So we go in there and we um and this has got a lot to do with the peace as well. So when we're searching for something that's not in our life, there's not there's no peace around it, mm -hmm. right? There, there's that chaos around it. So yep. finding peace and new perceptions in that parallel reality, cool. um, that's what happens in that first step. Step two is forgiveness and acceptance. And a lot of stuff comes out in this, but um, I do have some exercises around this as well about writing down, you know, anything that comes up to forgive. But a lot of the times it releases very easily because once you step into knowing that you are significant or you are deserving or you are abundant, then, of course, those old stories are easy to yeah, forgive. And it's like, right, well, I'm glad I experienced that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here now. Yep. Right, and they're very easy to forgive. Um, and I do talk about a lot about the forgiveness is not condoning anything, and that really holds a lot of people back. So I'm like, this bad thing really happened to me, and I'm not going to forgive it because that's condoning those people's behaviour. But that's not true. Yep. It's not condoning. Forgiveness is freedom. Just letting go. It's letting go for you, yeah. It is, it's freedom for yourself because you hold on to those grudges and that anger, it's going to manifest in you physically yep. in a dis-ease or it's, it's something, which means those people are still controlling you. True. So forgiveness is freedom from all of that and, and forgiveness and releasing and just the acceptance of the now moment. Like, you know what, here I am now. If I keep living that story from 20 years ago, I'm not now here. I'm still living that story from 20 years ago, which happened 20 years ago. It's not happening now. Yeah, yeah. So that's a step two. And then step three is about self-actualization versus self-sabotage. Hmm. And we've all experienced self-sabotage in some way we may not recognize it but we do because whenever we want to move towards something we've got our ego who's just trying to save us yep. saying no trying to protect <laughs> us in a lot of instances but it's not always the right way to go no and it's just an old story there and the ego's going don't go there I'm trying to protect you. And so then you'll self-sabotage. Um, and sometimes the self-sabotage is obvious and sometimes it's not. You know, injuries can sometimes be self-sabotage, car not starting, yeah. running late. They're yeah. all self-sabotage. My self-sabotage, the biggest one was cleaning. Yeah. You know, I'd wake up in the morning like, right, I've got something really important to do. And that important thing was pushing me over the line of comfort. And then I'd find something to clean. And by two o'clock, I'd be like, okay, I haven't done this thing yet in the house. Didn't really need cleaning. So I was just procrastinating, yeah, exactly. right? So step three helps you recognize. I've got some exercises there as well. Help you recognize how are you self-sabotaging uh, yeah. and why mm -hmm. and the awareness of it. I don't know that self-sabotage ever disappears completely, but the awareness of it allows you in that moment to go, to Stop scrubbing the sink, Trish. Yeah. Go to the computer. Now. Step four is about connection and um, just being really authentic um, with yourself, who you are, and with other people. And that comes a lot easier when your persona shifts in the first step. And so it just really... It's about connection, meditation. I've got meditations in the book. Um, I also talk a little bit about chakras. So each of our chakra points, each of the seven chakras relates to an area in life. And by really connecting in and going, oh, okay, well, 
you know, I'm not taking action on these things I know I need to take. So I need to do some work to balance my root chakra here because I'm not taking action. What's holding me back? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I'm not speaking up when I need to speak up. What do I need to do to maybe balance my throat chakra? So we talk a little bit about that in step four. And then step five is about the environment and really allowing your new energetic normal to reflect in the outside. And as I said before, it it's, doesn't have to be deliberate. But you don't come back from the parallel reality and go, right, I'm different now. Everything has to change. It, <laughs> it actually just happens. You'll be sitting there one day and you go, oh, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe or, I'll just move the couch to that angle. I'll open up. Maybe the I'll move there. Turn the but also with people. Yeah, but also with people interactions, mm -hmm. like right, that doesn't feel right how they just spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. something you might have been putting up with for a long time. Or it doesn't feel something feels oh, and, and you'll just ultimately your environment will change. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it, I used to do it the opposite, but because I've put the last step first, it, the others all just kind of flow. And then you, you're sitting there and you're like, wow, my environment's really reflecting my new energy. What's next? <laughs> and then you go on to the next and you just do the whole process again. And, um, yeah, so that's the five steps. And I do talk a lot in the book about who you really are and just remembering who we, who we really are and not getting too caught up in the human drama. Mm -hmm. Because believe me, I was there for many years. <laughs> and now I can be in a room full of drama and just be like be, the, stay uh... in my peace and my calm because I'm not taking any of it on board. And, and I, there's a lot in the book about that. Nice. And once we can find that inner peace with who we are, gosh, that, that just makes so much difference across the board with everything. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's power. If you can do that, that's power. Oh, it is. It is. And uh, it's so hard for it's so hard for humans to find peace with themselves because we've been taught not to. We've been taught we're not good enough. Even now, tens of thousands of marketing media messages daily that you need to change this. You're not good enough. You don't look enough. You're not enough. Yep, yep, yep. And to really be at peace with that is... Um, is what makes the difference. And I remember I remember back in 2011 looking at someone who had um, uh, a really beautiful, successful, wealthy life and they looked so calm and so peaceful. And I looked at that and I got in straight into comparison mode and I thought, right, I need to be wealthy and successful and all the rest of it before I can feel that peace. That's and right. now I know it's the opposite. Exactly. It is the opposite. And I want everyone to know that, that it's really not the outside stuff that's going to make you feel peaceful. That's right. It's got to start from in here and then it will reflect on the outside. That's, it's got to that, be the opposite. That will drive the behaviour for all the external stuff to be attracted to you along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when all the external stuff comes, you're still just feeling that peace of, wow, look at that. Like it's more of an adventure rather than yeah. I needed that car to make me feel oh, worthy. Attached <laughs> to all those material things. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so much yeah. um, insight and wisdom in that. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you. Oh, and yeah, oh, and I hope there's, a, I hope there's some things that people can take action on straight away. And, absolutely. um, you know, really, firstly, really ask yourself, what is it that you want to change in your life and get clear on it? What is it that you want to change and why? <laughs> and why? Um, and the why has to be, why really has to be because I want to change that because it will make I'll feel better. Yeah. Or nice. you know, not yeah, not not I want to change that because people will like me more. Or I want to change that because then I can avoid rejection. No, that's not that's so not good enough. Yeah. That keeps you in scarcity. It has to be, I want to change this because I think that adventure would be amazing. <laughs> I have more to give I, the world. 
be a two-year-old or, you know, five-year-old. Why are you doing that? Because it's fun. Because I like it. <laughs> yeah, because I want it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And so how long before you decided to actually put this in print and write a book? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the book. So I started writing in 2014, and then when I started doing the processes on myself a few years back, I thought, okay, this is the missing piece in the book because I knew there was something that needed to go in the book. So I didn't want a book just on, oh, this is what's helped me in my life. I wanted a book that will actually go through a process that would help people. So this was the missing element. And um, so then uh, what year are we now? So it launched in March. So the beginning of last year, I was very clear and I'm like, right. So then I put it all in the book and then published it and it published in um, in March yeah, of this year. Yeah. So, you know, for the, the people who've got a long time writing project with their book and you're not quite sure, just trust your instincts. Okay. Trust your instincts. If it's not quite ready, there's something you're going to experience in your life that needs to go in there. So it will come. Just trust your instincts. My, my philosophy with these books is that it won't be finished until you've lived the last chapter. Yeah, yep, great. And do you so, um, do you have an audio version of it or is it just written? It's just written at the moment, but I'm planning on doing an audio version next year. Yeah, I would love to listen um, to the audio version because I think you're, you've got a great voice as well and I think oh, it would be great to listen to you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely planning to do an audio audio version. I love Audible. Audible. Oh, I listen right. to all my books there. Yeah, me too. So, um, so that'll be um, released next year so at some stage. Yes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and you've got a podcast as well, don't you? I do have a podcast, which um, I'm going to uh, start doing a little bit more of. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, I've done over a hundred interviews there with really inspiring spiritual people, and there's a lot to learn and. Yeah, that was fun. I I love talking to people like this. Yeah. And so what's your podcast called? Uh, Trish Rock Inspires. Okay. Yes, you love can uh, find it on uh, all all the podcast channels. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. Wow. Look at all this yes. great stuff you bring into the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And in general, Trish, how do you work with people? Is it just one on one? Is it Face to face? Is it on on Zoom? How, how do you do? What do you? How do you do what you do? Yeah, mostly I do Zoom these days. Um, so I do one on one sessions. I also do um, mentoring in you know like yep. packages. Right. Yep. Um, I've also got uh, a, a private membership group um, that I run, and uh, next year I'm starting eight week circles. Uh, they're called Peace, Purpose, and Potential, and we're going to be learning the peace process. Very yeah, so I'll be running the quite a few of those next year. The first one starts on the 8th of February, Beautiful. and uh, I'm only taking eight people for each circle, and uh, it'll be a really beautiful, intimate, sacred space where someone can really change something in that eight weeks in their life, and it's it's good to go through this process like you can read the book and go through it yourself but it's nice to have support there um and especially to have me there as well to really tune in to to find more clarity for yourself and to really see the bigger picture for you yeah anybody who's ready for that fantastic i'm getting contact and book in for the first one it's all the all the eights next year's an eight year is it an eight year? And I'm I'm starting my first eight week circle on the eighth of February. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's all the eights. It's all about abundance and flow, and yeah, it's it'd be very powerful. So that's really going to be the signature way to work with me next year. But I, I do do one on one sessions as well. Oh, yeah. Well, Trisha, it's been <laughs> absolute pleasure having you on the show. I, oh. Such a lovely relaxed conversation but we tackled some really deep stuff and we're going to really get some value out of that and even if it just you. helps them change their perspective and that's the reason i call this podcast playing with perspective because it's all about perspective it really is and you know it might have helped someone in a big way and it might have as i said just lit a spark in someone's 
hard about a new perspective they can see their life as. So yeah, very powerful work that that you're doing as well. So thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> thank you very much. And I'll make sure that I put all the links to all your books, podcasts, courses, uh, whatever yeah. in the show notes. So everybody, please check those out. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we finish? I just want everybody to know that there's so much potential that you haven't tapped into yet in your own life and you deserve to live a life that brings you joy. And you're not here to suffer. You're here to experience joy. And sometimes it's our perspective on something that's making us suffer. And if you can change that, and not experience that suffering anymore. It opens yourself up. It opens your energy up to experience more joy in this life, which I believe is why we're here in this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Ditto. But uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Trish. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, everybody, we'll see you very, very soon for our next episode coming mm -hmm. up in a week or so. But check out all Trisha's stuff and we'll see you Thank on you. the next show. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414 659 800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one -on -one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now, though, have a fantastic day, and I'll see you next time.